Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. There's a lot of people in the sports world nowadays athletes, media personalities, bloggers, podcasters, video producers, influencers all with amazing stories to share about how they got to where they are today and where they're going tomorrow. I'm DJ Fluke, and along with my partners, Kate Thompson. I'm sorry, I didn't go to a college that has football teams, so sometimes I space out. And Jillian Fisher. Hey! Oh my gosh, I alerted my pug, and he's like, oh no, don't bark, please don't bark. We're here to share those stories in something we like to call StadiumScene.tv's main event. Hey, before we get started, this episode was also recorded as a video, which is available on YouTube via the description of this podcast episode. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Thank you. You're welcome, Kate. Um, I'm glad I remembered how to hit the record button because it has been... When was our last show? Like mid-August? October? No, it was, it was August, I think. Oh. Yeah, you can see Kate is now broadcasting from a bunker with her dancing pole behind her. So. Yeah, got a house. Yeah. yeah this is the first one since I bought a house. And yeah. that was in September. We've got a, uh, a cameo of one of my children here. Uh, the other one is just off of camera. So, um you know, we, we made an announcement in the fall that we were going to be scaling back on the show, but we, we promised as part of it, you know, we're going to be doing the 10 minutes with show. Um, you know, we, you know, this number one is, is promoting our partners is, is the most important thing to us. So, you know, we're going to continue to do that. But the, the other things that we were doing, uh, we just got in a little too deep and we've got some other things we want to do this year uh, with, with, uh, with content and tutorials and just, you know, helping, we, you know, we've got a lot of great quantity now and we want to help now focusing on the quality aspect of it that, um, you know, not only us, but, you know, being able to provide what we know to, to who we work with and, and make that better. So I've got a full house here today. Uh, if you're not watching on video, I've got two children. Yeah, you two, got a dog, do- two a dogs. daughter. There's, there's another dog there too oh. that's out cold. <laughs> uh, so that being said, we're going to bring in our first guest of 2022. So our, our, our guest today uh, come to us from, I believe, opposite sides of the country, if I my notes are correct. Uh, they Wait, are the, there were notes? Yeah, Yes, Kate, there are notes. Just because you don't read them doesn't mean there aren't notes. There, New there are. Year, nothing changed. Kate's New Year's resolution is to not read the show notes and not be prepared as usual. So our co-host of the Winning Losers podcast, please welcome Drew and Sean. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How's it going? So if, if I remember right, so 
Drew, you're in uh, Nashville, you said? No, I'm, I'm, in, in, I'm in Boston. He's in Nashville. He's in Nashville. Sean's in Nashville. Sean's in Nashville. Sorry. He God, just I'm... told us that before we recorded. Oh, Even right. I know that. You know that. what? No, no caffeine this morning. I, I'm trying to scale back the caffeine this year. We're on January, what is today? Second, third? Second. Second. And I'm already screwing this up. Wow. Um, we're leaving this in because we don't edit here. We don't cut out the, the mistakes. We leave <laughs> <laughs> completely authentic so now that i'm off to an awesome start let's um you know let's get started with our, our first question as we always ask so how did the two of you meet and why did you start a podcast together uh we were friends in college actually even though we went to different colleges uh my next door neighbor freshman year became his transferred schools and became his roommate <laughs> so he, he was his school was like just down the street uh so I was there like probably four times a week. <laughs> and that was back in 2012. Yeah, we graduated 2012. Yeah. So, yeah. So we met, I guess, in like 2010, 2011. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel so old today. We, we've yeah. had guests. We've had a couple of guests come on the show. They're like, yeah, I was born in 2000. I'm like, I was finishing high school. <laughs> That, that makes me feel pretty good. Um, care to name drop your schools? Uh, my school, most people have never heard of. It's now Jefferson University. When I was there, it was uh, Philadelphia University. Okay. And I went to St. Joe's. St. Joe's Hawk. So St. We- Joe's, who comes in, uh, you know, they, they, they make appearances in the, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. yeah. Like once, once every four or five years, it's it's been going downhill though. So <laughs> one of those where it's like, hey, St. Joe's, maybe they, they'll be one of those upset Cinderella's this time around. That's it's uh that's kind of how I, I remember them. Yeah, right. I don't remember them. Well, I mean, you went to <laughs> a school with an undefeated football team. Because the record is zero and zero. Yeah, because we don't have one. You don't have a field, you don't have players, you don't have pads. We have a hockey team though. And that's school, school of engineering. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually almost it was went in Wisconsin. There. I actually almost went there. I got into that. I applied and got into that school, but it was too expensive. And I did the same thing about Purdue. Well, I lived in Indiana. You didn't. So, yeah. Anyway, so you guys met through essentially college mutual friends. So where did the podcast come from? Um. Well, I went to, I ended up going back to school. It's not what I originally was in school for, but I went back and did uh, like Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which is just like a general radio and TV education. Um, and I wasn't really doing anything. I, and I, he, he does stand up comedy. So I talked to him like around the start of the pandemic because he couldn't do any comedy. And I was like, hey, do you want to do something together? <laughs> Well, and we were texting about sports anyway, so yeah. Um, then through a comedian friend referred me to Anchor. He's like, "You don't need to buy anything, or you just need your no, phone." You, you certainly you do not Anchor, and just yeah. get started that way. So I was like, "Well, it's convenient. We're sitting around not doing anything since it was <laughs> March of 2020 when the world shut down." So then we're like, "Well." We might as well give it a shot and see. I mean, people are sitting around not doing anything. Maybe they'll listen to our content. <laughs> so, longest two weeks ever. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> I, I did notice that I saw the first episode came in around March 30th of 2020. I'm like, ah, another pandemic podcast. But unlike yeah. most of them, you guys have kept it going, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, we, we have a fun time doing it. Even if it wasn't getting a lot of listeners, we were just like, yeah, we just talk about sports. <laughs> so speaking of listeners, what should a new listener expect? Um, well, a lot of sports talk, we kind of try to divide, our name is Winning Losers, so we try to divide it up into, like, who won the week in sports and who lost the week in sports. And then, uh, we also try to highlight, like, the career of one failed coach, athlete, DM, whoever it is, every week. Um, this week we're doing Ruben Foster. Mm. Uh, since he's from a University of Alabama, they're in the championship game. So, um, and then I did see you went after Urban Meyer recently, and rightfully so. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we lot. really uh, went after him, but it was it, he gave us a lot of content to talk about. I mean, if you, yeah. I mean, his was probably the most publicly embarrassing tenure of a successful college coach going to the NFL. But I mean, you look at it. You know, you look at like Steve Spurrier, his, you know, his experience in the NFL wasn't great. Um, you look at, uh, you know, Nick Saban um, walking out on the Miami Dolphins, you know, just days after I will not be the Alabama coach. Yeah, bull. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, then my, my personal favorite is, you know, Bobby Petrino quitting on the Falcons, like what, nine games into his first season and not even facing the team, just leaving a letter and like walking out the door. <laughs> Yeah, we did him last week, actually. <laughs> we did him last week because it was like a competition. Who, who's worse, him or Urban Meyer? It's uh, just they, these college guys, they, they always seem to find a way to like one up each other. I mean, just like, okay, no one's going to get worse than Bobby Petrino. Wrong. Here's Urban Meyer. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And now there's Matt Rule, uh, the Panthers owner this week, because said he was embarrassed by hiring him. <laughs> That's, that's never a, a, a good vote of, of confidence when you're, you know, the owner of your, your team is saying you're embarrassing. So that's yeah. not, wouldn't want to be in his shoes right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Pete Carroll is the only successful college and NFL coach that I can think of off the top of my head. The, I there, there are, there are three, life. there are three college coaches. There's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, Three college coaches that have won both a college national title and a Super Bowl. Can you name them? You've you've named two of them already, but can you name the third? So Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson. Mm -hmm. John Madden. No, John Madden was not a college coach. Not a not a Division One college coach, I should say. Hmm. Yeah, I'm blanking. Drew, do you have any ideas? No. I Barry Switzer. It, it is Barry Switzer. You are absolutely wow. Yeah. So Barry Switzer walked walked in there with Jimmy Johnson's team and, and snuck that third Cowboy Super Bowl in the nineties. So yeah, Wait, I thought Jimmy Johnson was race cars. That's spelled differently, but yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, those, those three are the only three that have ever won a Division One college national title and a Super Bowl, which is pretty. I mean, it's you're you're more likely to end up like Bobby Petrino or Urban Meyer than you are you know, Jimmy Johnson or, or Pete Carroll, but yeah. even, even, you know, Pete Carroll starting to wear out his welcome in Seattle. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, I, I just, the, the culture of, of coaching is always like in the last several years, it's always like 
baffled me that's you know it's like okay you know that some of these guys are not going to work out but so many there's just so much money and public pressure on the line to like win now or you're out and it's just like you just keep going through coaches and coaches and it's just like you you wonder why the jacksonville jaguars cannot compete like they had that one season a couple years ago where they ran to the i think it was the afc finals yeah um but otherwise it's like they've been just garbage for a decade because they just keep going through coaches and coaches and just embarrassing. Yeah. The same way. So I'm, I'm originally from DC. So I followed that disaster. Yeah. I started watching football. It's like every, every four years, there's a new coach and new quarterback and then, and no really supporting pieces. And they, they go four and 12 each year. And then you start to build just a little momentum and then gone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? We're, we've already deviated a little bit. I want to further deviate real quick. What? Yeah. Never. So, so Sean, you, you said you do stand up comedy. And yeah. I, I love stand up comedy. I just, I, I would love to do stand up comedy. I just don't have the timing and or the nerve. Humor. Thank you. That too. I'm not funny enough to, but. You, have you, you know, do you perform in, in clubs? Like, do you go on into like, you know, Nashville and perform? How does, how does that work for you? Like, how did you get yourself started into that? How much time do we have? <laughs> much, the cliff we, we, we call, we call okay. the show 10 minutes with and our record, I think is like 32 minutes. So just, just to, you know. Yeah, I got rid of the record board. Where is it? Did you lose it in the move? I got erased during the move. Oh, well, we'll have to find an episode and re- remake it at some point. But yeah, 32 <laughs> minutes is our record break. 10 minutes with. But uh, no, I'll give you the clip notes. For, so I started way back in high school. I just wanted a new challenge. And I thought I was funny. And I've always liked writing. So I was like, well, I'll figure this out. And it just so I like. I didn't start going over my nights until like one summer and then I went off to college so I did like one open mic night that first summer in 2018 went to college in the second summer in 2019 I really started going to open mic nights like consistently I was like oh this is what stand-up comedy like it's it's a grind where you're just writing and bombing and writing and bombing and then (laughs) just figuring out what your voice is and and what jokes work for you and how to do crowd work and how to read the crowd and things like that. So then even, so that's how I was like continuing it for my four years at St. Joe's. I only did it like over the summer really. And then I like, I tried it. I just, I've been inconsistent about it, which is why I haven't gone anywhere, but I've been continuing to, to just try and write and do open mic nights. And I do try to do three or four open mic nights a week here in Nashville. Oh wow. So they're at, there's one comedy club that has an open mic night and then the rest are just bars. Some bars are nicer than others. And then you sit around for two hours to get your four or five minutes and then just do, I do my set and then I keep what works and then forget about the jokes that don't work. I mean, it is just like a sport. You just kind of, you're just constantly refining Mm. and developing different skills to just become better at it. So why is it called stand-up comedy? Like, do is it a requirement to stand while performing? No, but it. I think it, 
I, no, I've sat down once or twice. Actually, I distinctly remember a show at St. Now Jude's sit down Day. comedy? And it was, it definitely didn't help with my stage presence or winning over the crowd. It was. Well, yeah, you got to have your power pose going. I mean, so I, and I usually just stand there. Like other, other comedians, like, will walk around, especially if you see them on Netflix or something like that, where they're like working at AC. theater or something. And they're just all over the stage. I just kind of stand in one spot and uh, talk for four minutes. You can't minutes. do that in normal circumstances. Like yeah, I don't stand still. In, like when I have meetings at work and then I'm not on video, I'm just pacing back and forth behind. I'm wearing out the carpet behind me just because I pace around so much. I cannot sit, stand or sit still. My uh, first professional presentation, I'm pretty sure I walked around. So... <laughs> So uh, my my all time favorite like stand up story is you know Larry David, uh, you know notorious like yeah I've, you know everyone knows Larry David now but when Larry David was getting started he would perform in New York at these you know these dumpy comedy clubs and the comedians loved him but the audiences just hated him and he would go out on stage and he'd look at the crowd he's just like mm, nah like you know not feeling it or eh, you're not gonna get my joke and he'd just like walk off stage and just leave and <laughs> and you know the the, com- the comedians off stage and the staff are just dying laughing and the audience is like uh, okay that was interesting but man do you do you remember i guess like the the first time you bombed like what that, that felt like um... you can tell him you never bombed Oh, he no, already I said he bombed. bombed. No, nope, he, he admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> it all runs together, but the worst one back to St. Joe's was, and this is pretty ambitious of me, I did the Black Student Union talent show. And uh, so it was, that was the only white performer in it. And uh, I did three minutes of jokes that did not work. And then the, the guy that hosted it actually he's performed on comedy central and things like that. So his careers, he's actually got a career, but, um, but no, I was, that was definitely the most distinctive where I was like, a little, yeah, little out of your element there. <laughs> so. Oh, have you, have you ever been act- actively heckled or booed? Like, do you, you know, have you had that experience? I usually just, I have no energy on stage. This is, this is my, <laughs> This is this is how I talk on stage. So, the dead, the so dead I pan comic. It. It's, it's just the hardest part for me is restraining them. Like if you if you let them talk too much, then it opens up the room and everybody just thinks that they can have side conversations. So it's so learning how to make that conversation funny but still be in control of the room has been uh, uh, difficult to learn. Like there's so much more to stand up than I think people really realize, mm-hmm. especially when they see it on TV, because that's like, well, that's all stage and you're not going to see hecklers on TV or if people are too drunk, they'll just, they'll kick them out of the Netflix special. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very, um, it's a lot more unpredictable at a comedy club or dive bar or something. And there are some comedians too who are just so good at dealing with hecklers. Kate, Kate and I are actually the other day we're talking about Jimmy Carr. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, the British oh. comedian. 
Yeah, he is probably the best at dealing with hecklers because he's so like eloquent about it, but he just will rip you to your face that it just, you'll cut to the person in the crowd and they're just kind of like, I regret doing that now. And, but he's just so just very, you know, proper and eloquent about ripping the person. And it just, it's just a work of art. It's amazing. He's got a Netflix special now, I think is what you said, Kate. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I was watching. So I'm going to transition us to question number three, but we're going to do a little bit different than normal. Oh, what's a piece of advice you have for someone finding their voice? Mm. Uh, uh, um, I think just to, (laughs) I think just to be true to your personality. I was about to say, just be authentic and don't, don't try to, uh, Force it. Be somebody else's idea of what you should be or what you think people want to hear. Nice advice. I like it. It is is good advice. I mean, Kate will periodically, I haven't received one yet that I'm aware of. Nope, not not today, but I will periodically we'll we'll be recording this phone and or this call, and all of a sudden my phone will pop up with a text from Kate saying, Shut up, you're rambling. No, I'm texting your (laughs) wife to tell her to kick your chair. She's popped out a couple times, so I figured out she's I, there. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> no, she's not here. It's. Oh. I don't know where she's. Everyone else is in this room except for her. I don't know where she's hiding. She's, she's camera been shy. there. She has. I haven't seen her. Yeah. She's definitely camera shy. Like, well, sometimes she'll sit in on these interviews and she'll sit like over here, and I have a like a splitter, so she's listening in on the the conversation. But like, if I try to like turn the camera to get her on there. Doing, doing one of these things so um, when you edit you'll see her edit what's that i mean when you <laughs> review <laughs> on that note uh, i haven't actually been keeping track of the time so i don't know how close we are to our, our record we've been going on for for a little while um i don't even know what time i don't even know what time we started today but uh so final question where do we find your show where do we find your social media well, we're on Anchor and Spotify, Winning Losers on both those platforms, and then Winning Losers on, on Awkward Silence. Yeah. <laughs> I think I it was an Apple <laughs> iTunes as well, is I think yeah. what I heard. Oh. Yeah. I thought uh, I, t- <laughs> I my dog shining in too. <laughs> I always love to hear from other voices. Yes. Yes. yes I, I too- Mine has run away. Oh, he will uh, sometimes make appearances. Oh, yeah. I, I accidentally unplugged my, uh, I was trying to turn to show you my dogs and I actually unplugged my headset, my microphone. Bravo. <laughs> yes, but the two laziest dogs in the world are sleeping behind me and have not moved. So anyway. Um, oh, I thought there was a blanket or something on you. <laughs> No, that that is a lazy sleeping dog back there. <laughs> oh, I thought that was your daughter. Uh, yeah, well, on the floor, but on the couch, that's the that's the lazy dog. Or one, one there. Hey, one just lifted their is up. Oh, no, I was about to say one lifted his head off the pillow, but he went right back to sleep. So. It takes right after his dad. <sighs> Must be nice. Yeah. No, it's, you know, I don't sleep anymore. I went to bed at 2.30 this morning, so it's... So, 
Anyway, uh, on that note, where can we find us? That's when you're supposed to jump in. Oh yeah. Um, so. Sean- oh, my dog is here. Oh. Oh yeah. Wait, I wasn't sure if that was a question for us or for for, for DJ. I was. That's I was- DJ. <laughs> The theme, theme of the episode is lazy dogs. So yeah. <laughs> on that note, so Sean, Drew, thank you for coming on the show today and, and talking to us about a variety of topics, including stand-up comedy. That's that's definitely a first for, for us. Um, so the show is Winning Losers. Thank you again for, for joining us. Yeah, Eric, thank you for having us on. Thanks. So be sure to check us out at stadiumscene.tv, at Stadium Scene on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, uh, uh, Twitch, we'll be using that this year. Uh, it's YouTube and stadium underscore scene on Instagram, which I'm still fighting to get the stadium scene handle uh, from a account that hasn't posted since 2015. Uh, we'll be recording shows periodically throughout the year, so be sure to check back, check us out, check out uh, the partners on the network, join us, and we will see you next time, whenever that may be. Thank you. Thank you.